I don't, Brian, I don't believe in Jesus, but I do believe in Jesus Christ Superstar. Like, you don't believe in his ability to get things done? You wouldn't hire him for a job? Or you, I would, re you refuse to believe he exists? I would hire him to build something. I would okay. hire, yeah, I think I, I build him, I would hire him as a carpenter. Uh, I'm uh, trying to not be distracted by a very cute pug wearing a sweater outside my window, but... You know what? It's on mic now, so there we go. Um, <laughs> You're wearing a cute Christmas sweater, I can tell, out of the yes. little bit that's in the Zoom. It's, oh, a, it's tiger. a tiger. Not a it's pug. It's a tiger. I wish. Uh, maybe next year. Maybe next Christmas. Um, it's November. Whatever. Happy November 15th, everyone on the Patreon. We're thrilled you're here, bringing us right on in. We made it. We made it. Uh, tick, tick, boom was not released in Chicago this week, so you're getting, uh, well, you'll get that at the Netflix end of the month. Is, Netflix must be very confident yeah, mm -mm. in its ability to draw an audience. Yeah, that it drops this Friday, so we'll be able to talk about Tick, Tick, Boom uh, at the end of the month, but right now, we are launching into the Andrew Lloyd Webber cinematic universe. It went back to movie the musical, the movie. Um with Jesus Christ Superstar. 1973's Jesus Christ Superstar, directed by Norman Jewison. Uh, the first Andrew Lloyd Webber project to be brought to the silver screen. And we're going to talk about all of them. We're going to... We'll, we'll go through them. And it's... I was looking, because there are... That's a lot of his au revoir is au revoir. Uh, yeah, I mean, and they're like... He, and, turned into movies. It's true. Well, I mean... It's interesting, and, like, the ones that we're going to be talking about, and we'll, we'll solidify which ones we are, but, like, a lot of them are, like, really also interesting looks at different cinematic auteurs. And it's, it's really true. It's really interesting to sort of look at, like, how different people take on this one man's material. With Rodgers and Hammerstein, because it was from an era where, like, yeah, I mean, there were differences between, like, John Logan, Josh Logan, whatever the heck his name is, and, like, uh, other, and, and uh, oh my god, the guy who fucking directed Sound of Music, you know, um, what, what's that guy's name? Robert Henry. I mean, that sounds like a, a director name. You're absolutely right. Robert Wise. You weren't oh. far off. Oh, wow, I wasn't so far off. Yes, but anyway, but like there are differences in those in like that filmography, but like also that was a time where like there there wasn't like as much experimentation in film. It wasn't like there were totally. huge like cinematic leaps. So I'm excited with this journey through this composer's cinematic universe because we are really getting a look at like what does a Norman Jewison Lloyd Webber film look like? What does an Alan Parker Lloyd Webber film look like? What dreadfully does a Tom Hooper Lloyd Webber film look like? Um, and what? Yeah. And yeah, so that's that's kind of what I'm very excited about. Um, and also just to talk more about Andrew Lloyd Webber, who is gonna come up on the main feed a few times, but not a lot. Um, we'll obviously talk about School of Rock whenever we get to School of Rock. Um, obviously going to talk about Sunset Boulevard. Like, that's the big one that's based on a movie. Yeah. But, Wait, yeah, Andrew I mean, Lee Rebel wrote the music for School of Rock? Brian, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, the first, like, chaotic misstep of that show. <laughs> yes. Whoa. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but we start at the very beginning with, uh, arguably Andrew Lloyd Webber's 
like, f first major show, right? This was before Joseph, if I, if yeah, I Yeah, I think correct. so. Yeah. It's like uh, 72. Yeah, it was like 71, 72, and then the film came out, like, pretty quickly afterwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, yeah, it was on the, yeah, it was like, uh, JCS was, like, in the West End, I believe, like, 71, 72, and then Joseph was in the West End 73. As we talked about on our nine episode, it didn't actually hit Broadway until like a decade Way later, later, Joseph. Yeah. But we're, we're going to talk about like that director video, Joseph, right? We have to talk about that. Yeah? I guess we will. Yeah, it's I, it's a classic. We, we should talk about it. We're not talking about Joseph today. We're going to talk about Jesus uh, Christ, superstar Lord himself. and Savior. Well, mm, okay. Um, so... Bran, let's let's start with this. Let's start really broad right now with Andrew Lloyd Webber, as because you know it's like that fucking like fabled like you either love Lloyd Webber or you love Sondheim. You know, there's this like silly rivalry sure. that like I've I've I was a teenager once. I I've been in that camp. Um, but yeah, like t tell me your what what are your thoughts on just like Lloyd Webber like as a composer, not as a person. I don't have a lot of great things to say about him as a human being. But I just... know next to nothing about him as a human being, honestly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, musical wise, I like a like pretty much all of them a lot. <laughs> sure. Uh, I think Phantom's overplayed, but it just wasn't the one that caught me. And then it just is, you know, so prevalent everywhere that I kind of uh, don't enjoy that one as much. But obviously, I've spoken about Cats before. I love Cats. We'll talk about, obviously, Cats when we get there. Um, that was very important to me as a kid, um, that show. And, and as an adult, honestly. Uh, oh, yeah. I really like Evita. I really like uh, this one is probably my favorite, honestly. I think the concept, this concept record is one of the best, like, sung through concept albums. That's like, I, th I think it's uh, excellent. I'm, I think the show kind of loses um, a little bit sometimes that the, the album itself um, excels just in like the orchestration and stuff. I feel it's sure. the best there. Um, but yeah, I even like, I can appreciate Starlight Express for all of the much maligned Starlight <laughs> Express. There are worse, there are certainly worse musicals. It's just weird. That's why people <laughs> sure. are like, oh, uh, I don't know. What else are his big ones? I don't, I'm not familiar with Sunset Boulevard, know, um, but we'll talk about aspect, it. Aspects of Love is another one. No. Uh, Whistle Down the Wind. No. Uh, Love he, Never Dies, Paint Never Dries, as it was famously reviewed as. That's pretty good. It's um, pretty good. Yeah, he, uh, uh, Tell Me on a Sunday, Song and Dance, uh, Aspects of Love, I just said, uh, The Woman in White. Uh, that's supposed to be a good one. He's I've got, never, he's got a, He's got a new adaptation of Cinderella that's in the West End right now. That's right. Uh, with lyrics by David Zippel and a book by Emerald Fennell. Um, bizarre. Um, but yeah, he is, but you really got like the big three and four, like JCS, Cats, Phantom, Evita, uh, Evita. Those yeah. are like the big the, ones. Those are, the, I think, I think those are the ones we're talking about. Like give or take a yeah. Joseph, like those are the four that we're going to be talking give about. Give or take a Joseph. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I'll be, and so I'll be honest, Brand. So yeah, like I, I, I wasn't able to listen to the concept album. I haven't listened to it yet. I will. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I mean, I knew, like, the title song, 
Of course. But, and like I knew like a little bit. That's of... the title song is so prevalent that my high school band played it when I was in high school. Well, like, it was like a part of a halftime show. And like my 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 like I've, I've spoken about many times. Like I'm Jewish, and like so like I as as my wife asked me because my wife my wife is uh is is Christian, uh and she's like well like what do you think about Jesus? And I just said he doesn't come up. <laughs> it's, it's true he doesn't he just doesn't come up so doesn't. like so jesus they, uh, he's kind of the sequel he's like the he's the yes. sequel we, really. my brother always refers to the new testament as like the prequel trilogy or well, i guess it's the sequel trilogy sequel technically trilogy. but mm-hmm. yes uh um, the old testament's the prequel yeah yeah well, well, whatever or the torah um, as you call it as uh, the talmud um <laughs> oh, the but talmud. yes or you, you both they're interchangeable there's a lot of terms um but Great. my fa- my father told me of like a, a schoolyard chant if you will where they would Lord. sing uh geez and i mean I, I don't think this was like specific to this school but whatever and maybe you've heard it just jesus christ superstar who the fuck do you think you are you know something, oh, that's pretty good yeah right that's something that like little kids would say um not little mm-hmm. kids i don't know whatever <laughs> But yeah, little so, kids who are familiar with that song and yeah, like to curse. Exactly. But like, so like yes. I knew that song and I knew like a little bit of Gethsemane. Um, but like outside of that, I didn't know like a lot about this show, like at all until I saw the production, uh, the Regent's Park production that was at the Lyric Opera here in Chicago. Oh, a yeah. A few years ago. Did you see that one? I did indeed. I auditioned for that, and then I sat on like the third row and saw that show. I love. I went to opening. It was. Yeah. I liked it. It's good production. I mean, I'll say it is. I, I'm like, I'm. I love that production so much. It, I'm like, I don't know if I can see another production of that show just because of how good it was. I kind of loved it. It kind of blew me away. It, uh, and it made me fall in love with this show in a way that I didn't think I was ever going to. Um, it was kind of astounding. Like, honestly, like, one of the best things I've ever seen. Uh, hyperbole be damned. So, it's been really interesting to sort of, like, that was, like, what, like, 2018, 2019, something like that? Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, and then just to sort of, like, expand out of that and be like, well, what else is going on in this world? And that brings us to this weekend, where, yet for me, yesterday morning... Uh, I watched this film version of it for the first time. And similarly, I gotta say... Big fan. Big, yeah. just, I I am all in on Norman Jewison's JCS. You're going to convert. Well. You're going to well. be born again right on this very podcast. That's the question we really need to be asking every week. Have you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart? Have you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ superstar into your heart? <laughs> um, but no, I mean, and I was also thinking to sort of to expand even more. I was like, is Norman Jewison like one of the most underrated filmmakers out there? He's doing some. I love how much stuff he's throwing at the wall. There are some yes. stuff in this movie that doesn't work for me, but there's so much that does. He's and yeah, trying. It's, it's wild. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause like, he's really trying stuff, and he's like, yeah, we we'll break down more in depth on stuff. But if it's like he's really trying to distance himself from what Fiddler was, since he was did this right yes. before, and it's like off the quote finger quotes authentic to the time period and stuff, you know. Sure. But it's also similarly filmed in like sparse nothingness, which mm-hmm. this movie's filmed in sparse nothingness, like landscape. I loved it. 
I love awesome. that about it. Um, yeah. So yeah, so just to give a little bit uh, about sort of why I made this claim about Norman Jewison. So yeah, like you said, the year before he directed Fiddler, um, a few years before that he'd also directed In the Heat of the Night and mm-hmm. The Thomas Crown Affair. Um, Wild. He would go- he's, he, I mean, he's directed like close to like 30 films over his career, uh, but like he also directed Moonstruck. He also like he also directed uh, one of his final films was The Hurricane with Denzel Washington. Like, eh. whatever. I'm just saying, like, he has a wide breadth of like cinematic genres, like yeah. under his camp. Um, uh, he his final film was in 2003. It was a drama called The Statement, uh, starring Michael Ma- Michael Caine. As I like to call him, Marco Kane. Um, mm-hmm. He's, uh, but he's retired. He's retired from filmmaking. Um, he's mainly just like hanging out in Canada, supporting Canadian filmmakers, um, which is like honestly like what most filmmakers should be doing. It's just like when you get to like not to sound ageist, I don't think it's, but like you know, like you get to a certain point and you're just like I just, like I want to use my influence to be able to support support the next generation of filmmakers. And yeah. it sounds like that's what Norman Jewison's been doing. I mean, he's fucking 95. I mean, he's Man. still kicking like A lot of the people in this movie still kicking too. Ro- wild. I mean, I, I, the, I mean the cast is a, a bananas. Um and we'll dig into Yeah. That. Um but I mean, what I as a show as a show, Jesus Christ Superstar, what I kind of love about it, and Brad, like, feel free to, like, yeah, I'd love to hear sort of what... Because I agree, this is my favorite Lloyd Webber show. Like, un- unabashedly. Like, this this takes the cake for me. Um, And for me, I think it is... And I, this was really prevalent in the lyric opera production. A, a little bit here, too. Um, How much, like... And because there was a lot of controversy when this initially opened, I think there's there's always been controversy around this show. Sure. And I think part, but I think part of that is because it is about Jesus the man. Like it's literally like one of the lyrics that Judas sings in Heaven on Their Mind. It's like it's He's about a man. Yeah. He's just a man. Yes. It's like it's about separating the man from the mythos, from the religion yes. of it all. It's about like who is this guy like as a person in as a as a as a lover as a friend like who is this person and it feels like so many like so many so many christians like get so up in arms when you separate the man from the divine but totally I, but i mean like that's what i love because like it's important to interrogate our own humanity yeah. and especially the humanity of folks who are so influential so that's kind of what i love about this show is that it feels like in the text that you could, and, I, and it feels like it's in the text of the film in a, in a way. Too. Totally. Absolutely. And like, um, also Judas is arguably the protagonist. And, sure. Yes. Um, like I think it humanizes him. And I think that the most interesting productions of this show really show you the conflict in him. Yes. And like, you know, do I, and and his like fear at things becoming too out of hand, and that's kind of why he acts. I think that that's 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 it. That's in the text of the thing. But I think whenever you really point out like how close they are, and then uh, it obviously makes his betrayal much more heartbreaking. And yes. like seeing it breaking his uh, Jesus's heart as well as Judas like just being totally devastated by it enough to kill himself in a horrifically violent yeah. filming. <laughs> Good Lord. In the movie, Ooh. I forgot it was like, wow. It's and, and by the way, rated G movie. Um, uh, uh, 
okay. The sure. 70s. The 70s. <laughs> Crazy. Um, so, yeah, but of course, like, um, to the point you were making about, like, you know, portraying Jesus as more of a human being with, with failures and doubts and, uh, you know, needs of the flesh yes uh as it were um and making him sexy uh yes that always brings controversy um and also that uh, what i thought was interesting when i was researching it this time when i was researching it while watching it this time and i I have seen this movie a couple times yeah honestly used to be sort of my lesser favorite one but this time i really had a ball Mm -hmm. um and but uh something i was interested that like when this movie came out was, and when the musical first came out, a huge amounts of claims of anti-Semitism on the part of the film, and because of the because they were worried about the old, um, you know, biblical excuse of the Jews killed Jesus, you sure, know? which is like, yeah, I understand like how that could lead to some. I'm sure I understand how somebody could make that an argument as a reason not to like Jewish people, sure, but I don't think. I think it's a little small. I think it's a little. I don't know. Nitpicky is not the right word, but yeah. I mean, it's it, for me. I mean, for me as a Jewish person, yeah, it didn't seem in like so prevalent in the text to to yeah. to really make that jump. Um, so yeah, I think that's people finding reasons to be mad about it. Honestly. Yeah, you know what? I'm 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 up, I'm upset at um, portrayals of the Moses story because it's I feel like it causes uh feelings of racism towards Egyptians. So you sure. know like there are films right. yeah, I don't know. Like it's it's complex. It doesn't matter. It's, yeah, uh, it's a it's a it's a yeah it's a fucking weird story. I don't know. Yes, it's a weird story. Um I but um yeah and actually uh what's wild is like a lot of Protestants have always have a problem with this shit. And it's funny they don't have a problem with like Passion of the Christ because I guess because he is I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm not even going to interrogate that fucking crazy movie. W- but the Pope no. at the time loved this movie. Pope really? John Paul VI said, uh, like, loved it, thought it was a wonderful film, and said, <laughs> quote, I thought this quote was absolutely insane, said, quote, it will bring more people to Christianity than anything ever has before, was about this movie. Huh. Wild. It does huh. not feel like there's a, like, this movie's certainly not like trying to convert you, but I guess if they're like, no. if somebody's <laughs> never heard of Jesus and they see this movie as their first exposure to yeah. Jesus, they might be like, I'm gonna check that guy out. Yeah, that he sings pretty high. I'll give he him. Sings pretty <laughs> high. I'll give him that. Oh my gosh, um, that'll be enough to make me tithe. <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah. So I mean, from a aesthetic visual standpoint. Uh, perspective the film essentially like it looks like a production of hair happening in the desert uh, essentially yeah. I mean like filmed on location in Israel yeah bananas wild um, I mean it's I was looking at it I was like again like, just because it's been in like so many fucking like contemporary film quote unquote deserts just like watching a movie actually filmed in the desert I was like great good look at that it's look like, at that place. It's like, look dude. at that temple. Look at this thousands year old ruins that I somehow know. they let these these musical theater nerds film a movie on. I know. Crazy. It's, it's like Dune, but a musical. Um, sure. <laughs> put that on the Blu ray. You, you know, you call it Tune. Hmm. I think mm. that was pretty good. T U N E, come on. Uh, no, you're not wrong. It's good. Um, uh, but yeah, so, so, yeah, so of course, so we've got this. 
the music. The music in this thing is amazing. I think it is his best. Stellar. I think it's yeah. his best score. Yeah, it's certainly the most like rock. It's, yes, it's a, it's a rock album. Yes, I mean it. Yeah, obviously, like the original lo- concept record, the the guy who sings Judas and Jesus, as well as a lot of other people, is uh, the guy from Deep Purple. I think his name's Ian Gillian. Yes, Ian, and like, yeah. It's a rock show. It is. I mean, it's a wonderfully eclectic rock show as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you've got, like, I mean, like, King Herod's song is almost like an Elton John-style number. Um, you've got just, like, uh, these, like, beautiful, almost like Joni Mitchell-style ballads mm-hmm. for Mary Magdalene. Um, obviously, you got, like, glam rock for Jesus. Um, just, like, all... Over, uh, yeah, like very much like seventies disco for the ensemble numbers for like what's the buzz? Like, I don't know. It's it's wonderful. It is. I think it's just Lloyd Webber at his most adventurous as a composer. Yeah. Um, it's kind of uh sad and hilarious that again, like we're saying, like oh yeah, the first show he ever wrote was his best, and then it was all downhill from there. <laughs> like again, that's not to say I don't like know. no no no. Like obviously, like Avita is sort of like a, an interesting triumph in and of itself as like yeah. this big political opera. But like I'm just saying, like Muse. I mean, like Cats arguably also has a very eclectic musical. Absolutely, score. and it is like it is interesting because like obviously like I'm a I prefer Sondheim's shows and I prefer Sondheim as a composer to Lloyd Webber. But like when you like really look at it, Lloyd Webber is arguably. You know, we t- we talk about like how Broadway and the popular culture sort of diverged in the sixties, right? Especially from a musical composition perspective. And Lloyd Webber arguably is the closest thing to a bridge between the two. I would say so. Certainly through the through the eighties. Yes. Like because I'm- he yeah, I mean, like you said, just the different genres he explores and the um in the like styles he tries to emulate or even artists that he tries to emulate sometimes um yeah i don't know i think he also like sondheim i think first of all uh the older i get the more i just like both of them sure and it's fine folks we don't have to it's it's not a list or a hierarchy (laughs) it's a more mature stance to take yes just to be like Um, yeah they're both good for different reasons and they both have sucky stuff too um but I think that Sondheim, his shows all sound different, but his music is all incredibly written by him, if yes. that makes any sense. Like, Absolutely. you're like, oh, that's, I let, listen to that insane run on sentence that somehow works amazingly in this like weird atonal structure here. Oh, that's a Sondheim. Yes. Um, but like, and like, you can usually identify Andrew Lloyd Webber too, but I mean, it just, I think that he is much more of a chameleon when it comes to genre. And I don't know, like Phantom, the whole show of Phantom feels very like, you know, like one big one, one thing. Yes. And this show feels like one thing within itself, but they don't feel similar at all. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There are like little sort of like melodic similarities from show to show to show. Like there are certain like certain like sort of ways that his chord progress chords progress through songs that kind of like again are like similar and like there sure. are sort of, like little tells but i think you're absolutely right especially it's like from a broad genre exercise perspective like he's yeah it's, he's very good about sort of making very distinct scores from yeah. from piece to piece um yeah well i mean we'll talk about the the madness of cats is 
whatever it's doing <laughs> eventually. Yep. Um, but yeah, so like, so so JCS is just yeah, it's like a really fan- like one of the better scores of the 1970s. Honestly, Absolutely. like top five. What's like, it even going against when this show comes out? I'm so curious to sure. see what else is like on the West End and Broadway. Sure. I mean, we can we can obviously like try and do this in real time for our lovely listeners right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, and it is because yeah, like it is it is based on an, an album, and it does kind of it. It's the show even feels like an album. It's based right? on the best story ever, the greatest story ever told. <laughs> is that their sl- is that their tagline? <laughs> it should be if it's not. <laughs> oh, maniacal. Um. Well, it did it come out the same? Yes, it, so it was in the nineteen seventy two season at the Tony Awards. So, like, like let's look at this for a second. So, it wasn't nominated for best musical, but it was. Ooh. It was in. Well, I mean, this is interesting, right? This was the same season. Score though. Yes, it did get a score nomination. Had score then. Okay. But like, it's kind of fascinating to be like this was the same year as Follies, and you can like make this grander point that like Lloyd Webber is writing a show about the music of now and like the it like obviously it's based on fucking jesus but it's like it is a contemporary yeah retelling but of once it once again sexy jesus maybe yes. even gay jesus mm-hmm. They're kinda... well well at least at the very very least bisexual jesus like yeah. no question homoerotic or, pan, jesus. or pansexual jesus there's exactly. a lot of homoeroticism in this movie no question a uh, lot of sweats a lot of shirtless oh, men yeah. my god but yeah but like so like kissing. so you got lloyd weber and and of course tim rice the lyricist here yes. should bring him up um so them writing this show that is very sort of like of the moment of the presence of of that kind of rock music and then sonheim has a musical in the same season all about like nostalgia for the Ziegfeld Follies. Grasping for the past. Yes, like this big... Have we just discovered the, like, politically, at least as far as their (laughs) art output goes, Sondheim is incredibly reactionary, and uh, Andrew Weber is always looking to the future. Gosh, that's, I mean, that's... Only their art, not their their personal politics, probably both bad, let's be honest. (laughs) But, I mean, that's interesting, because, like, the year before Company, arguably, was a very, is arguably a very 70s show. So who the hell knows? Yeah, but, like, the theme of that is still, like, oh, God, I'm aging, and I hate it. Sure. (laughs) It's just the theme of Follies. I'm aging, I hate it, I miss how good everything was before. (laughs) Oh man, we've hit we've hit something. This Brad. is kind of it. Like I'm trying to think what like what what Sweeney what Sweeney what uh, what <laughs> oh yeah. I mean that one's like nihilistic as fuck. Sweeney Todd's yeah. very nihilistic musical. Um, which Love what Sondheim are yes. there that like look that are that, like look for the towards the future? I mean, kind of. You could make the argument that Sunday in the Park with George does, but really it's yeah. all through the device. Of, of a painting from like the past. Yes. yes exactly. So you know what I mean? Like she she I will say the like final message is she's like, you need to make something new. Is yes. like and maybe that's him telling that to himself. That Sondheim yes. like having a psych said to use some psychology, uh, telling that to himself, like right, and that's make the same something with, like, new. And that's the same with like Into the Woods, right? Where you like you have the first act that's a fairy tale, and then the second act is like, oh, uh, actually, bad shit happens off the fairy tale, and you need to figure out what you're doing to move forward yeah. as a human being. So maybe, maybe yeah. like, but even that, they all just die at the end. None of them really move <laughs> forward. So I don't know. The, the Baker's Kid, maybe we'll see. Uh, 
who knows? But yeah, it is. That is God. That's fascinating. This we, is a really fun thing we've just come we'll, upon here. We'll keep. Well, I mean, it'll be interesting to sort of see, like, with these other musicals, we can sort of see what is the Sondheim comparison point. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, but yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, out outside of Sondheim, I mean, Greece is this year. Um, wow. We, I know. Uh, Two Gentlemen of Verona, which is also sort of a very 70s sure. musical, uh, is this year. Um, Does anybody do that show ever anymore? Um, no. Uh, ain't, supposed yeah. to okay. die, <laughs> ain't Supposed to Die a Natural Death is this year, the Melvin Van, the Melvin Van Peebles musical, uh, which is also bananas. It's like, did He's you got know? one of the best names. He's got one of the best careers. Um, R.I.P. died very recently, like, like two months ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, and I believe they're reviving that musical uh, on Broadway in the spring, which is very cool. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of musically where where Broadway was. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is an outlier for sure. Yes. Um, it's it's fascinating. It is nothing but fascinating. Um. And this is like three years after, four years after Hair came out. Yes, which exactly. Which is sort of yeah. the last pop rock musical. Pretty much, yes. You know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, even like, no, you're absolutely right. And yeah, like I said, this, this the movie feels like, like it, the movie literally opens with like, these beautiful shots of the of the middle of of the middle of the desert, and then just a bus drives in from out of nowhere. Which I gotta be honest, that caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was it was one of the things that when I was young and watched this movie, I like thought it was so stupid and I hated. Oh no! Uh, but it's so cool. So no, no, no. It, but it rules. It's good. <laughs> it makes sense within the concept of the show. Yes. I would say. Um. Yeah. You know, yes. I I think. I think the more you lean into the theatrical artifice of the show, the stronger it is, honestly. Absolutely. It, it's gonna it's gonna be it would be so weird to do like a like a period draw like piece like take on What does this. that even mean? Exactly. It's it's a What ro- does that even it's mean? It's a rock There's electric guitar. It's a rock opera. Fucking yeah. lean into that nonsense. Um yeah. But yeah, so let's let's talk about the performances because I mean we've we've talked about Lloyd Webber, we've talked about the show, we've talked about sort of the general concept, which I'm sure we'll get more. Yeah, into do we, we do a, for. we can sort of do a plot breakdown? Yeah, the bus the bus drives up and we get our the first. Uh, I mean, the overture is awesome and it's really yes. one of the one of the best uh, in like you know the Broadway world of the non. <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah, the, it's just great. It's great. Amazing. And then Judas sings Heaven on Their Minds, which is like the craziest way to open a show. Is a solo, like, who's doing <laughs> solo numbers to open a musical? I know. Like, nobody. Uh, well, uh, ensemble, um, I love it. Excuse me, Bren. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda is doing that kind of in Hamilton, which is uh, using JCS as a blueprint. Um is sort of what huh. he said. I think we talked, I think I brought this up on the In the Heights Patreon, where like, Probably. he wrote In the Heights to, actually, yeah, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's first two musicals, are kind, or first two like, main musicals, are like, Norman Jewison riffs, kinda, because In the Heights, yeah, it's his Fiddler and... riff, and Hamilton's his JCS riff. Um, and like, Burr is like the Judas, and I don't know, but whatever. The, sure, it, it that pa- sucks. pales in comparison, um, if we're being honest. But yeah, you're absolutely right, 
right? It is. I biz- guess I see that, but like, it's come it's on. no, no, no. Uh, it's bizarre to open up with, yeah, just Judas singing a great song. I mean, I oh, don't, it's awesome. It's I don't, just like yeah. think it's just a a ballsy ass choice. You I know? don't think there's a dud in the bunch. I gotta say, mm-hmm. like, I like obviously there's like lots of bits. Again, it is an opera, so there's a lot of like sequences that are more like recitative than anything. Yeah. But it's like even like they 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 slap, and it's also. Correct me if I'm wrong. The movie is pretty much most of the show, right? Yeah, it's it's almost it's almost completely, if not completely, the musical. And I think there was even a couple things like adjusted. There's a couple things changed for controversy quote reasons. Really small lines, like it's sure. like what you have done will be the saving of everyone. Is what you have done will be the saving of Israel in the show and on the oh, concept record. Sure, interesting. And they were like, okay. mm, you know, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. um, they like don't use the word Israel. I don't think <laughs> sure. ever in the in the movie version. Well, this is like um, right after like the founding of the of the states, right? It's like that's like the late sixties. Am I wrong? The, yeah, I think the seventies yeah, so, wars was sixty seven. Yes, exactly. So it's just like uh, let's. I don't know. They're like let's not. Let's not. Uh, for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but you're yeah. But whatever. yeah, they still practic- film there. But <laughs> the, and and the the musical and the movie have a like. Um. At least one additional, like, full song, the one towards the end that, like, Peter and Mary Magdalene sing, mm-hmm. and they see, like, the kind of the ghost of Jesus in their brain. Sure, of, I can't yeah. remember what it's called, but it's like, um, leave, it's like, you've made your point. Sure, yes. So, what's that? I think you've made your point now. You may have gone. Yeah, I can't think of the tune off the top of my head, but that one is, that one was added for the musical. Okay. And then, in on the concept record and in the musical, um, Mary Magdalene has like a full reprise of "Try Not to Get Worried" before. Yes. I don't know how to love him. Gotcha. But yes. I think it's really nice, and I miss it in the movie. But yeah. Otherwise, yeah, and it's you know, it's it's, it's still like, and guess what? It's the full thing. It's still an hour and forty seven minutes. Yeah, it's it's I mean, and that's great. That's it's great awesome. for a, for a musical movie to be Hell less yes. than two hours. Goodness gracious. Uh, Great Jesus Christ. But yeah, I'll say, so Carl Anderson, who plays Judas in this film, I mean, everyone in this movie has a brilliant voice and is as hot as hell. Just gotta say it. Because they're in the desert. It's very hot. (laughs) No, he's like sweaty and wearing a pink thing. Yes. He kind of looks like the lead player in Pippin a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. (laughs) Just that outfit. He doesn't really look like Ben Vereen. No, but yeah, the outfit is mainly it. But yeah, which Pippin is also around this time. I think Pippin's the next year or like Pippin's this year on Somewhere Broadway. Somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah, bizarre. Uh, 70s Broadway is bizarre. Um, but yeah, and then of course, uh, I don't know, Ted Neely. Ted Neely is Jesus. Uh, an in, I think it's a, a ridiculous performance and that's a pol- I, that's positive. I say that in a good way. You, yeah. were, you were you talking about this was... I think this was off pod. I think this was this was off mic. You were talking about Ted Neely. Oh yeah, my friend. Yes. Uh, he did the so Ted Neely did the national tour in like 2012, somewhere around there. At Wild. <laughs> nigh on, if not over, 70 years old, and played Jesus. And um, I mean, it was obviously stunt casting because he's the movie guy. But yeah. like, um, and that's what it was like. Ted Neely is Jesus Christ <laughs> yes. superstar. You know, it's how the tour was built. My friend played um, King Herod. 
Uh, Great and, role. We'll get to uh, him. Yes. And we will get to that guy. Uh, and he, his story that he told me um, was that, you know, Ted Neely was a super nice guy, very talented, like always on it, knew exactly where, you know, like knew his shit, obviously knows the show, like yeah. it's the color of his own skin. But um, uh, didn't like would mark parts of the score up until like their first preview, you know, and yeah. every and I know like nobody was ever really worried, but a lot of the people in the cast, you know, just weren't familiar with uh, what was gonna what was sure. gonna happen whenever he like went for it, you know, sure. <laughs> and um, oh, in front of an audience, and then and um, my buddy said that. They all were in the wings when they got to Gethsemane, and then when he does the, the I'm not even going to attempt to do it why? this time of day. Why should he I die? Why? <laughs> Except for I'm... like two octaves higher than that. Yes. Um, that he just went for it, and it came out every bit, and just like you know, proverbial shattering of a wine glass across the room, and they all just were like, "Holy shit!" And everybody was just like, lost their mind, you know. And they still got it, still got it at you know, at, at even at advanced stage of his career. So that's cool. It's very and he's cool. great. He um, I think that for me, well, it's I I think he's really great as this actually. I I think he's he might be the one that I I feel like has um. Maybe uh, is not quite so standoutish until the last like third of the movie, sure. but he kind of doesn't have as much to do in the first two thirds. Weirdly enough, for a movie called <laughs> sure. Jesus Christ Superstar, his like more interesting shit happens. Like the doubt happens in Garden of Gethsemane, you know, yes. and then the like crucifixion and stuff is like when he's really getting to chew. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, for a show named after him. Yeah, his second act is kind of. Where he, yeah. where he thrives, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, Gethsemane, again, just like one of the greatest solos ever Dude, written for musical it's theater. it's crazy how it's, good of a song that and is. And like, it's not only just like well-written, just like musically and thematically, it's just where like... it comes in the show. Yeah, like, it's just like it works on every level. Like just from, really? a write, from a writing standpoint, from a performative standpoint, from a thematic standpoint, it's yeah. outstanding. Ted Neely's very good. He hits that note uh, that breaks glass. Um, it's wonderful. I love what uh, Norma Jewison does with that moment too because when he, he yes. goes for the note, Jesus like throws his arms out and he's already climbed this whole like mountain. The whole song, he's climbing a mountain yes. up to the top. And he gets up there and he throws his arms out and it's like a snap zoom, like yes. zoom out. like, And you just get this huge wide shot. And this movie is not afraid of like big wide shots. No. I love it. No. And to stay there, you know, and just whoo. And like, just the move of the camera and the sound of his voice is like, whoa. It's like going over the hill <laughs> on a roller coaster. You know, you finally get up there and you, Wah! you know, whee, down the hill. Um, I love it. And then he's got like two more high notes in there too. It's banana. Um, yeah, I would say. I mean, uh, yeah. other other Gethsemanes I like. I mean, I I loved Heath Saunders as Jesus in the lyric production. I thought they were mm -hmm. wonderful. Yep. Um, they're playing guitar in it as well, which is a fun. I little, forgot about that. Yeah, yeah that's the, right. Yeah, they were really wonderful. Um, and then my favorite JCS recording again. I I need to listen to the concert album, but I love. There's a a German recording of it. With uh, oh, I saw this on your Insta. Yes, with Drew Sarich playing Jesus, and his, I have not listened to that. His one. Gethsemane, oh, oh boy, it's given me, it's making me blush over here just thinking about it. 
I gotta say that all. I mean, there, there's, there's a, there's so many great. Like all of these individuals do so well, but I, I think we are just you. You should absolutely do yourself uh, the the pleasure of listening to the concept record and like they're yes. all following Ian Gillen's like blueprint. Great. Yeah. I'm, I'm, um, probably... he's, he's outstanding. And he plays Judas on it too. Like, so it's kind of wild. A, wild. And it's, it's wild to listen to as well. If you don't, boy, this is a lost thing for, for the world really is <laughs> like liner notes in an, in a record. Sure. Like I have it. I have the double LP of that. And I prefer to listen to it in that version for fidelity, nerdy reasons. And also just because it's got a great booklet that has all the lyrics with like who is saying them and yes. like it's and and especially when the same guys like tripling parts sure. it uh <laughs> you because he also plays Anis or Anias uh, the other sure. Caiaphas's little Weasley Jared Leto looking sure. motherfucker uh, in the movie um big hats. Big jets. hats. They look like space balls. <laughs> they do. They, I they think it's. Like, I think it works really well, and I. I, I like love it. But they it, look it's like funny they look also. like a pepper shaker. I <laughs> go <laughs> like, a, like yes. a salt and pepper shaker. <laughs> like a good decorative like objet d'art, you know, that you'd keep on your shelf, a little piece of gla- a glass bottle. Um, but yeah, and they asked they asked D- Ian Gillian, the Deep Purple guy, to do the movie. Um, but he thought it would please his fans more to tour as Deep Purple, so he did that instead. And you know, you got to do what you got to do. But <sighs> yeah. the, the the record's awesome. It's it streams everywhere. Find the real concept. I mean, I know you will do this, but like listener, find the <laughs> find the real one. It's like the original concept record, not a recording, because they are different. And I think that the orchestrations, um suffer in the movie and the musical. Uh, I mean, the the lyric it sounded fantastic. Um, but that that concept record, it's like the London Symphony Orchestra and the best rock band ever assembled recording this music. You know, it's just hard yeah. to, and then some of the orchestrations get dumbed down for yeah. live shows just because there aren't as many musicians and stuff. Yeah. But I mean, that's, I mean, that's why the lyric one was so great. Cause yeah, it's like, it's the opera. It's they have, huge. they have yeah. the fucking orchestra there. Yeah. yeah. It's, oh and God, then the band so on good. stage and that, that production is touring right now. I will say. Like that, I, would, I wanted to see it again when it was here. I would love to see it's it. It's coming here next June, July, I think. Um, obviously, different cast, but I'm, I would like to think they're still great. Um, it's a great production. Uh, so if you look, I think if you just if you look up Jesus Christ Superstar Tour, it should be like the first thing that shows up. Uh, Yvonne Elliman as Mary Magdalene, who's also really excellent, lovely. Mm-hmm. so good. Um, she was the she was on Broadway. Really? Okay. Gotcha. Great. Um, I mean, yeah, and then like, the, I mean, they're the big three, obviously. Judas, Jesus, Ju- Jesus, Judas, Mary, um, and like, the, yeah, it is this like interesting, like, I mean, yeah, I, there are so many like sexual readings of this show, sure. Like, which I think is like it, which again, I think it's interesting is a word I'll put in heavy quotations of just like. Depending on the production, you can, like, take this thing in so many directions. Like, there's so many relationships you can just play up as, like, you know, they're just friends. Or you can, like, really lean into... Uh, you, I know it was, like, a little bit of a joke, but actually, like, the homoeroticism of the thing. Like, truly. Like, there is like, yeah. a deep, like, loving male relationship between Judas and Jesus. And you can either just, like, have that as just, like, a platonic male intimacy or even or go further like i think there is room for that and i don't think that is a i think that is a fair interpretation of the piece 
Yeah, and I think that there's I I, I uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention oh what's his name as uh, Pontius Pilate. Uh, Barry Denon, sure. Yes. Barry Denon. Barry Denon. Yes. Um, um, and I would like to correct myself. Murray Head does the voice of Judas Iscariot on the concept record. And well, Murray Head is also awesome. However, they both do d- double a lot in this. And it's and they also sound really similar. Sure, so follow Brian, along. You're not a lot. For punishments, you are not allowed to listen to the album for a week. <laughs> That's no. what you get for making that I error. was going to listen to it today. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um. Larry Marshall as Simon Zealots is brilliant. Excellent. I love that dance sequence. Yes. I mean, that number is just, like, amazing. It's oh, just it's like so a, good. A beautiful burst of energy in the first act. I mean, not, not to say there isn't other en- energetic numbers in the first act, but it's just, like, yeah. it's a great... No, but ju- that's the one. It's like, whoa, where has this come from? But, and it's also, again, it's just, like, a great... You know, cause again, like sort of like I alluded to before, like, the best versions of this show are the ones where Jesus is reckoning with his, like, mantle of being the Messiah. Like, those are the ones that, to me, are the most interesting. I think you get traces of that in this version. I don't think uh, this film leans completely into that version of the show. But for me, that's where it's most interesting. And, like, this number especially is, like, extremely celebratory. It's, like, Simon Zealot's, like, singing the praises of him. And, like, the most interesting versions would be the ones where Jesus or the, the actor playing Jesus is, like... I don't know. <laughs> this is yeah. a lot. This is hard, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. The choreography of Rob is Cove is like exceptional, especially in this number. It's yeah. just really the, like the, the dance number. There's not much yeah. dancing like, yeah. other than this. And the, um, yeah, like you saw sort the, of what's the buzz, but I would call that more like staging to music. Yeah, this is you, like choreo, capital <laughs> C. And you alluded to this before. Uh, there is like this beautiful, like, 70s energy exuding from the thing. So yeah, the, oh, yeah. the the cinematography uh, was Douglas Slocum, who would uh, go on to be the cinematographer for the first three Indiana Jones films. Amazing. Yes. Uh, I was just about to say, and part of this is the landscape, but the wide shots, the long lenses, the like sometimes long shots really makes me think of like spaghetti westerns of this era yeah, too. Absolutely. Um, I love that. Just before we move on from Simon Zelotis, the last shot of that music of that number where it's like a push on him. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. And his his veins are like standing out and he's got like a ton of spit like in his mouth and he's all sweaty and hitting this note is like, well, it's just, it's something you never, it looks like nothing in a movie now. Like you can't, it does nothing looks like that. It's amazing. It's It's dirty and like, Strange and it's amazing. I'm so he's supposed to be to, to get into the lore. Sorry, please. I keep cutting you no, off. No, 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 please. To get into the lore, Simon Zelotis is supposed to be a uh, he's 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 a um, oh my gosh, what's the term? He's he's a charismatic, um, yes, uh, which is not just like a term to describe me, uh, but it's also <laughs> a uh, it, it's a it's like a type of of sects of religion that do a lot of like um you know are moved by the spirit you might say yes. or and it like the offshoot the like continuing version of that is like speaking in tongues and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know like pentecostal snake wrangling and stuff like sure. that y'all i'm i'm from oklahoma and i've spoken about this a little bit and i was raised 
Uh, I was raised uh, in an evangelical church, um, and we were not a charismatic. We were Southern Baptist, so like anti-dancing. Um, but <laughs> sure. that stuff exists still, and it and it's like I think that there's a way. I really love how this movie portrays it, and it is the celebratory thing because it is kind of a joyous thing that the movie needs at this point. Mm-hmm. But I think an interesting an interesting way to look at this too would be like. Jesus being afraid of this because it's like, this is, you know, this seems destructive actually, you know, portraying this in like a, these, this, this, this charismatic movement seems kind of destructive and maybe harmful. And this is in my name. And that's like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a moment for him to have a moment of doubt or like, even when they go to the temple and all the, the money changers and stuff, which looks like the Logan Square Farmer's Market to me. (laughs) (laughs) This film, anyway. That's good. I love, I mean, I do love the anachronism of that Farmer's Market. Someone's selling, like, a machine gun And grenades. There's a a thing that says money changer, but it's an ATM. (laughs) That's, like, so silly. No, and and I think the anachronisms, like, work beautifully. Again, just leaning into the the artifice of this thing. The only one that sticks out like a sore thumb for me are those... The Roman soldiers in camo pants and purple sure. tank tops and chrome helmets. <laughs> the like, I the do, foppiest I, soldiers to ever exist. I do so love, funny. I love right after Judas makes the deal with Pontius Pilate, like just fight, like fighter jets just like fly through the frame. Amazing. It's, like wh- how? Wh- it with Caiaphas, but yes. Sorry, amazing. thank you. What, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, Caiaphas, it's, it's, yeah. well, and, and before that, whenever he's, like gonna he just right before he like goes to them to say like you see don't say the damn for all time number um the intro to that tanks come over the hill behind yes. him like five tanks yes. running from tanks and it's like <laughs> that's so fascinating it's like this like crazy visual metaphor for like the sense of impending doom he yes. has. And as soon as he tells him at Gethsemane, as soon as he like betrays him, the first half of it, you know, telling him, yes. telling them where he'll be, you hear the world well on Judas, like these weird angelic voices that to me in the score allude to it, like being pre- predestined and he didn't have, you know, he didn't, Judas was always, he, ju, there has to be a Judas so that there can be a Jesus Christ, yes. you know? Yeah. He like, has it, to be betrayed by his friend so he can die for America's sins. I mean, <laughs> humans. <laughs> that was a genuine slip. That's very funny. Freudian slip. Yeah, no, uh, no, you're right. Every, America's listen, sins. every Jesus needs a Judas, every Batman needs a Joker, of course, yes. Correct, correct. Um, um, but yeah, and then that, well done, Judas, and then those jets fly over, and it's like, oh, so the jets are the angels, maybe? Like I, I just I wild. Felt, I felt there's another sort of like impending doom, like another piece of like militaristic equipment, like being set off into the world because of what Judas has just done. Um, it's yeah. really like just the the imaginative like visuals in this thing are like really amazing, and I'm it's honestly Brian, I'll say it's making me really excited to see Tick Tick Boom. Because it's going to be so... <laughs> it is. Because it's going to be so fascinating to see, like, Lin-Manuel Miranda, a self-avowed, earnest lover of musical theater, and a lover of Jesus Christ Superstar, um, 
making a musical movie. And, like, obviously, like, Jonathan Larson's Tick, Tick, Boom is a very different piece of theater from, yes. from Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice's Jesus Christ Superstar. But, like, like you were talking about, like, with the Simon scene, with, like, the shot compositions and just the way they zoom in on Simon, like, ma- like singing that note and just, like, how you don't... I'm just, like, what... It'll be interesting to be, like, what is the visual language of musical theater movies today? I don't yeah. know. We're going to see. We're gonna it, s- there's not one. Because, like, I, I mean, like, I, I don't think Dear Evan Hansen falls into that route because that thing, like, is so afraid of being a musical. Um, so it's I'm fair. just, like, I'm very curious to see, like, all right, Lynn, you are, like, the toast of Broadway right now. What is your idea of what a musical film should look like? We're going to find out. I'm gonna, we we're gonna, gonna find we're, out. We're gonna find out this next weekend because that's when it comes out on Netflix. And wow. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's Andrew off. Garfield. <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Garfield. Um, Andrew Lloyd Garfield. <laughs> he looks like Kramer. He looks like Kramer he does in that movie. Look like Kramer in the movie. Oh no. Oh. His hair is taller than it's ever been, folks. Oh my god. Very tall. What's the deal? <laughs> What's the deal with musicals? That's Jerry. Whatever. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Put, throw in the fucking Seinfeld sound, please. Um, but yes. yeah, I don't know. What else do we want to say? I do think that I, I'm, I was, I wrote down a question of like, at the 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 money changers at the temple moment, um, of like, it almost seems like maybe Norman Jewison at this moment is like trying to comment on how the like hippie movement has just become yet another like tool of commercialism. Sure. <laughs> You know, because they're all like hippies buying shit and like, oh, yeah. And like, I don't know. I, I feel that. And that's like by the top, by the 70s, that's what it had become. And yeah. I, I, maybe one day, I assume we will cover the movie hair. Oh, which, we, of course. Si- spoiler alert. Not great. Milo Schulman's um, hair. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. But it's 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 that movie. By the time that movie was made, which is after this. Mm-hmm. um the the hippie movement had like devolved into like the yuppie movement, you yeah. know, and like everybody was dressing like that and looking like that because it was just all of popular culture, you know, and it was yeah. it's just interesting. I don't yeah, know. Well, right? if that's what he was he was the, trying to draw yeah, parallels. The, the, the co opting of social movements by the capitalist uh, uh, machine. It happens all the time. It's happening right yep. now. Uh, right now. <laughs> then happening. Um, let's talk about King Herod. Can we? Because we go. Oh, yeah, actually, we gotta we hit go, King Herod. We're going longer than we usually do for good reason. This movie fucking rips. Good um, movie. Yes, good, good musical. Movie. Yeah. Um. So, uh, in the film, King Herod is played by Josh Mostel, the son of Zero Mostel. Wow, <laughs> I did not know that. And I'll say. He's fine. He's kind of my least favorite part of the movie. Um, no, I, I kind of like. I thought he was. He's fun. He's good. It's you know. I like he's his the, tan belly. He he looks like visually like <laughs> I love the thing they're going for. It's like very silly uh-huh. and early seventies. Yeah, it's like I you know he's doing that talk singing thing, which like I wish it kind of leaned. I wish that they got a a more confident singer for sure. this particular role. The song's kind of written in that way, but yeah, I understand your criticism for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, the if you and if you remember the King Herod from the lyric production was like insane. He was like paint, Oh yeah. He was like painted gold and like had this like giant cape behind them and like at the end of the number at the like get out of my life, they like jumped behind a platform. Like it looked like they like 
and would and you didn't see where they went. You didn't see them land or they anything. They just like disappeared. Yes, yeah. like they jumped into oblivion, and it was kind of insane. I mean, like it is it is the most inexplicably bizarre number in the show, King Herod's song. It's funny that they include this weird bit because even when I was a kid and we like and like going through at least one of the gospels every fucking spring uh, for Easter. Um, like it is bizarre that like King Herod, that part of the storyline is included in yes. this distillation. So basically, if you're not familiar with the New Testament, I'm not. <laughs> King Herod was the king of the Jews at this point in this region. And obviously they were all a part of the Roman Empire. And so they would only let, you know, the they're like he was the political head figurehead sure. for the, the Jewish people in Rome at that time, as opposed to the religious figureheads of Caiaphas, the elder, and all the yes. space balls up on the on the on the uh, scaffolding. Perfect. Um, <clears throat> whereas Pontius Pilate is obviously the Roman like governor for this region. Yes. And I and so and so that's and Pontius Pilate is like. Honestly, a super interesting figure in the New Testament because he's kind of cursed in a similar way that Judas is, where he's like, he has a shitty, I'm sure, as far as like Roman governors go, <laughs> shitty job, shitty assignment. You're yes. out in this backwoods, like the worst part, you're far from Rome. Um, and then you have these rabble-rousing um, people that have like a new savior all the time. You know, they killed John, ba John the Baptist like five years before this. Mm -hmm. And like, there's always somebody claiming to be the Messiah during this period. And then you finally get this one and they're like, yeah, we love this guy. And you're like, oh shit, do I got to worry about this guy? And they're like, no, kill him. I mean, <laughs> what do I do? And so he's like, well, it's not my jurisdiction. Go talk to King Herod. And sure. that's when we get this goofy number. And then King Herod's like, nope, not my problem either. Go back to Pontius Pilate. You know, it's just a classic like, passing the buck along through bureaucracy. And it's wild that that element of the story is included, but they had written this song for Eurovision. Huh? What? And then they re <laughs> yeah. Tim what? Rice and, and, uh, and Andrew Lloyd Webber had written, I think it was Eurovision or something similar. Okay. Um, and then reworked it to be a part of this show which is a fun piece of weird tidbit. It was called like uh, Try It or Go Try Go Ahead and Try It or something, I think, was the original name of it. Let me find here. Sure, I yeah. They... Isn't that bizarre? Try yeah. It and See. Try It and See. They, yeah, they did yeah, 1969 Euro Eurovision. Yeah. Wow, it's a piece of by Lulu and then recorded and released as a single by Rita Pavone. Yeah. Um, a, a bizarre. Wow. Um, Funky. Very I love funky. that shit. But, I mean, yeah, so, like, obviously, within the context of an album, yeah, it makes sense, because it's just, like, a throwaway, just, like, it's another track yeah. in the album. And then, like, again, like, doing the Gives fucking... the ensemble a break. Well, kind it, of. Yeah, a little bit. Um, But, again, like, it, doing the fucking parallel again, right? Like, King Herod's song becomes You'll Be Back in Hamilton. Yes. Right? So, if you want to keep fucking doing that one-to-one. -one, but. Yeah. Um, I mean, King Herod's song, I think, is better, but whatever. <laughs> but again, Pilot's Dream is a good song, too. Yes. Um, and I mean, like, I'll say that, like, I'd love to play King Herod. That's, like, the mm -hmm. kind of role that I'd just be like, oh, you're going for one song, and you get to fucking exactly. camp, camp that shit up and then leave? Great. I'll get into makeup at intermission. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> it's, great. It's like, that is a dream role for me. Like, oh, genuinely. Yeah. It's a, and it's a fun, it is a fun song. It's just so, I mean, it's it's very, it's, it sounds like a circus number. Which, again, yeah, like, I mean, but, like, I mean, again, like, as was evidenced by this lyric production we saw, like, there is a way to sort of, 
there is like almost like a cursed way to like it's, it's a maniacal thing it's this guy making fun of jesus like almost like mocking him before he sends him to his death mm -hmm. right so like there is something mm -hmm. like there is something sinister bubbling in the thing that you can play with and this movie's just like no we'll have zero mostel's son just like floating on a barge <laughs> <laughs> yeah where the hell are they it's so know. strange he's just a nowhere. swimming pool yeah it's great but yeah it's a, it's a fun number um he, i mean he does get angry at the end and that's a nice little yeah. turn where he like then he's like dragged off he's like get out of my life i will say i'm pretty sure he throws a bagel at him at the he, end he, i think he does <laughs> maybe that's the claims of anti-semitism they were talking about <laughs> <laughs> he does throw a poppy seed bagel at oh, jesus and i will say a beautiful moment just a little bit before this when they do have like the last supper sequence um and it's like we obviously we've been in this desert for this whole time and then they're just in this like Beautiful, beautiful patch of green yeah it's just like oh my god and obviously like that they filmed it on location like that yeah. that shit like that is the environment you'll just have these just like vegetation and shit like in the i deserts. love that they strike the pose of the last supper painting for like two seconds and not, they don't freeze frame or anything no, there are some it. weird freeze frames in this movie though oh and yeah some weird like frame rate changes and stuff the Bizarre. 70s the 70s I, I, I like it though trying stuff you're trying I love, stuff i do love uh, we do love it when people try stuff that is a genuine thing that we love it is wild and in a good way in gethsemane he like you have those shots of like the portraits and like the art of the crucifixion Yes, it's when he makes the decision, and then it's... I've always read that as being like, okay, now that you've decided... Like, now that you, Jesus, have accepted that this that you're going to yes. go through with it, now here's a vision of what the future is. Mm -hmm. You know, this is yes. this is the impact you're going to have. Absolutely. So, I mean, maybe if you really knew the real impact of Christianity, you wouldn't have done it, but, uh, you know... Um, but, uh, but you get to see these cool Renaissance paintings for a minute. Um, yes. Yeah, um, I like that. And then just uh, the that musical cue that ends the show. I mean, oh, then Jesus Christ Superstar. Sorry, let's let's the title. Oh yeah, we song, gotta hit that. Which is like it's so this cool, beautiful. Just like because Judas is dead at this point, and so it's mm -hmm. like him coming like back from the dead, and he's in this like beautiful like costume. Uh, for this white sequence. silvery, and yeah, it's yep. just it's this big yeah, it's like it's disco like number akin to a disco number. It's bananas and great. You know what I really love What's about that? this number is they make crosses using lens flare in, of lights in the background. It's so oh. cool. Oh, Norman. It looks like an... It's so cool. Norman? I think it's the coolest thing. This is what I'm saying. Like, Norman Jewison, I know he... Ha like statistically has more duds than hits. But, like, sure. his hit... But, like, he made he's made one of the... Two, arguably, we'll, we'll talk about Fiddler someday, but, like, he's made, like, two of the most iconic musical films of all time and maybe the greatest romantic comedy of all time. Like, next, yeah, next, to, when, next to When Harry Met Sally, maybe. But like One of the nicest movies ever. One of the nicest the Brand Moorhead <laughs> and Spouse nice movie scale. It's a good, nice movie. I'm, I'm just saying, nice like, he's... Again, his hits hit. That's, oh, that's just... Yeah. Like, he... Makes a good movie, and of and in the heat of the night, of course, like on a fucking great drama. Like when he when he hits, he hits. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, yeah. The musical ends True. on this track titled John 1941, which is like a, a passage from the Bible. Uh, like believe uh, paraphrasing it, it's like uh, I believe it's like 
where he was crucified, like a garden grew or something like that. At the like, place, yes. yeah. Um, which is like, obviously it's like the symbol of like, oh, from, from the death, like, there will be rebirth, there'll be growth, etc., etc. It's just a lovely piece of music. And it's mm-hmm. also, again, it's this, it's this kind of thing where like, I mean, it is a very, it is a very, like, I know it's like such a simplistic way to describe it, but it is a weird show. Jesus Christ yeah, Superstar oh, is a weird sure. show, but it, it's also really lovely because, you know, obviously like it's so uh interpretive like there's so many ways yes. there is not there is not like a way to produce jesus christ superstar and part of that reason is because there's not a line of dialogue <laughs> yes good <laughs> but it's good just, so like, you know but, why we can get cool versions of operas that are hundreds of years old and like have been done to death because it's just lyrics baby it's just music and lyrics. You can like, get a lot you, more than that well, you can with, ah, here we are in your house, Jim. But <laughs> that is how most plays work. That's how most That's how they most of them work. start, I think. <laughs> but like you just have this like three minute like orchestral sequence at the end with no words, and it's just like you can do whatever you want. My voice yeah. cracked. I'm just so passionate. You can do whatever you want with that space. Like that's that's kind of beautiful. Like you can like whatever you want to say about Jesus and humanity and love, you can just put it in that space visually however you need to. And the film just has like this sunset, right? That's all Yeah, you- but like I don't know if I've ever even seen this before, but but just now like fidelity on televisions and on streaming movies is way better is that yes you have this sunset but in the bottom half of the screen barely visible in silhouette is a shepherd and then a whole flock of sheep walking by yeah and that's and then the cross is up there and it's kind of like as you see that you realize like oh maybe the cross is empty sure and like i just i i just i love it i mean it's 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 so beautiful. Norman Jewison, also a thing I really noticed watching this movie, he loves film in the sky. Sure. He, I, sure. And it's all over Fiddler, like the same thing with that desolate, but just like a shot of the sun in the sky. Amazing. A shot well, in this one ends with that. <laughs> Begins with like all these empty shots. Even Moonstruck. I mean, obviously you're going to film the moon for a movie called Moonstruck. Yeah, I mean, when like, the moon's in your eye... <laughs> When the moon's in your eye like a big pizza pie, that's that's a moonstruck. A Jewison picture. That's a Jewison picture right that's there. That's a Jewison picture. Um, the funniest thing about German, Norman Jewison, German Newison. The funniest <laughs> thing about Norman Jewison is that he's not Jewish. He's um, Protestant. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what a name. Um, this film was nominated uh, for the Academy Award for Best Adapted Score. Uh, it lost to The Sting. Um and huh. that's and that's it. What's the sting adapted from? The it's, score. Uh, it, it's that. It's fucking. Uh, well, because Mar- Marvin Hamlish did the music, but it's adapted from uh Scott Joplin comp like music. Oh. Yeah, it's I like didn't ba- know that. Yeah, it's based off of Scott Joplin music. So yeah. Um, but it, it was nominated for some Golden Globes. Sting is an excellent score. So, Sting's. You know. I mean, uh, God, Scott Joplin and Marvin Hamlish. My God. Um, what. Did this movie, did the this album win any awards? It doesn't look like it. If it did, I can't find it. It lost the Golden Globe for Best Motion Picture Musical Comedy to American Graffiti. Okay. Yep, that's it. Probably the week. I don't know if that's the weakest Lucas or not, but it's, I guess he made Red Tails, didn't he? 
He did. Um, okay. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. This is just a really strong movie, a really strong show. Uh, I, I haven't even listened to it. It's but good I'll, one. I'll second Brand's uh, command to go listen to the original concept album. I'm going to do that later. I have a friend that watches this every Easter, and I think that's a great tradition. Honestly, might adopt it. Um, that's pretty I'm good. Gonna, I'm probably going to listen to the concept album as soon as we're done with this Zoom record. Um, I'll listen to it one week from now since I am grounded. You are grounded. Um, it's okay. We get it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just to give you folks sort of a little brief preview of what's next. Um, so, yeah, like I said, at the end of the month, we'll do Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, or TikTok, Zoom. TikTok, Zoom. Yeah, oh, I guess that's December 1st. I forget how our podcast works. I forget that's how the, the end. Works. Of, you know, that's the thing about months is the end of one is the beginning of another. So oh, It's beautiful, like a sunrise, sunset. And then <laughs> uh, December 15th, we'll... Probably do the next uh, Lloyd Webber movie musical. Um, Which is Joseph if we're doing it, I think, right? Yeah, or is I that before Evita? We've got to check. It's going to be Joseph or Evita. We'll do it in movie release order, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, so uh, so stay tuned. It's either going to be Joseph or Evita. Um, got to look it up. Both fascinating uh, entries. Um, we have Donny Osmond or Madonna. Madonny Osmond. <laughs> Madonna Osmond. And then... This, and then <laughs> Uh, January 1st, you'll get West Side Story. Woo! Uh, you and will. Then, and then we'll go back to, yeah, then we'll go back to ALW uh, mid-January. Um, that's it for now. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, if as, you listen to this on the day it comes out, come to our show on Friday. Please. It's going to be very fun. I'm building puppets for it as we speak. Um, wow. That's what kind of show it is. <laughs> I saw Brittany Handler at the venue last night. Yeah, she's excited. Gonna, her she's parents are coming. Yes, I did. Know this. <laughs> I don't know if we need to say this, but whatever. It's the Patreon. It's behind it's the, the paywall. Patreon. You're fine. Nobody listens to this. Hey, hey. You listen to it, listener, and You're, for that we thank you. Yeah, the the twenty plus people who are wonderful patrons. That's true. And we, you mean a lot to us. We love you so much. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, thank you for subscribing. Keep on subscribing. Um, and I don't know, leave out, uh, leave out some eggs for Jesus Christ Superstar to, uh, mm -hmm. collect in the middle of the night. Um, praise! Go, uh, <laughs> ask, ask him, um, into your soul and into your heart to <laughs> heal your, heal your wounds and... And sing, sing a nice tune. So heal your wounds and sing a nice tune. Why? <laughs> 